don't want to do either of those things. Yeah, but if you had to, though. We set the scene. We have a choice. We must decide on the correct answer. I'm Kyle. And I am Nathan. And this is If You Had To, though. I just burped. I thought it was important that our listeners knew that. Five seconds in, and you've already <laughs> ruined the podcast. I mean, I also wet myself, but I did. That is, the, the listeners don't need to know that. That could be one of the behind-the-scenes featurettes we put on the Patreon, Kyle. <laughs> what you just? We'll record your webcam and uh, <laughs> just show you in the state that you're in at the moment, <laughs> belching and pissing yourself and shitting your pants. I'm currently eating chips out of my belly button. That's how fat I am. There's enough space in my belly button to put a whole bowl load of food. Oh, I thought you had just poured the uh, gravy into your belly button and you were dipping the chips into it. Ooh, that's a good idea. I mean, I was actually thinking of like Dolmio dip. Dolmio dip, yeah. Or sour cream. I mean, that was the Dolmio dip I was thinking of, was sour cream. Ah, not a bit of guacamole? Although that's quite lumpy, isn't it? I'm not a big fan of guacamole, no, no. It's not, it doesn't go too well with my belly hair, I found. Yeah, it gets tangled up. Exactly. And there's, there's a, a, a tangy taste that is um, hard to describe. Mm. You're not quite sure whether it's the lime juice they've put in the guacamole or something that you... Or my natural oils. <laughs> yeah, your natural juices that you excrete from your belly button. Now that we've turned everyone on at home, let's continue with the show. Yeah. So the premise of this show is that we create scenarios for each other, resulting in two possible outcomes. We'll discuss each outcome's pros and cons and decide definitively on the correct answer. Exactly. Definitive, exact truth. No doubts, no fear. No worry, no pain. Exactly. So many things in life are uncertain, but not us. We are certain about every single thing we say. That's why people tune in week after week, because they know they're guaranteed to get correctness, rightness and just all round a good time and good experience for us. Exactly. Correctness and rightness and smartitude. All right here. Righteous rightness. (laughs) Righteous rightness. Exactly. Righteous rightness from two righteous right dudes. Oh, man. That should be the tagline for our podcast. No, that should be our merch. The t-shirt with the two of us standing side by side. Two righteous right dudes. <laughs> In our lab coats. My, my, my lab coat. My, um... Your stethoscope. My stethoscope. Duck mask. Your duck mask. Oh, you you mean like those big long-nosed masks that they used to have uh, back in the olden days? Back in the olden days? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I know. I was literally just thinking of a mask, of a, of a duck mask. Oh, right, okay. Not one of those weird... Um... Plague Doctor masks. Oh, yeah, of course, like Plague Doctor masks. Uh, the first thing we thought of when we mentioned that mask and exactly what I was thinking of when I mentioned that mask. Exactly. So, Nathan... Yes, Carl. Do you know what you've been up to this week? Being a righteous right dude, I'd imagine. Definitely been a righteous right dude. But have I done something else? Well, you've basically just chilled. You've been in your house. You went in the garden a little bit. And uh, one afternoon, you were playing out in your sandbox in the back garden, building little sand sand sculptures and... um, Digging a little tunnel. Digging a little tunnel, yeah. Did I build myself a fort? Uh, You don't really have enough sand in your sandbox to make a fort. 
I mean, you sort of do that thing where you try and bury yourself in the sand, but it's not deep enough. Yeah. But you do give yourself a pair of sand breasts. You know, like when you do like a... The uh... sexiest kind of breasts. I've always said so. Every t- every time a woman's t- shown me her breasts, I've always been very disappointed that they weren't made of sand. It's why all my relationships have failed. Not Nothing to do with my personality. They're, it's got to do with their lack of sandy breasts. <laughs> That's what I tell myself every night when I go to sleep, lying in my tears. So yeah, you're you're digging around in your sandbox, and you uh, you start digging your hole. You think maybe if I dig enough, I'll uh, you know dig through to the other world. Ooh, the other world. You know, yeah, you're having fun with it. You're 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 playing make believe, but suddenly you uncover a teapot. It's it's a nice uh, white and red spotted teapot, and uh, it's a bit dirty. So you know, you give it a rub, and suddenly a genie appears. What are the chances? What are the chances? I mean, I go around rubbing everything, and never and no magical creatures ever come out (laughs) in these pc times you're not meant to go around touching everything licking everything you see it's political correctness gone mad uh but luckily you did rub this teapot and a genie has appeared is he blue yeah he can be blue i mean you 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 tell you tell me i mean it happened to you was this genie blue green red gold oh gold now that's a cool color a gold genie gold genie a gleaming golden genie and he appears before you and he says aha after a thousand years you have woken me from my slumber Lazy bastard. First thing I said to this magical, omnipotent, <laughs> powerful being that appeared out of a teapot, I called him a lazy bastard. Yeah, so you've you've started off on a really bad foot. He said, okay. Um... And your toga looks stupid. Oh, oh, right. That's how I introduce myself to everyone, Carl. Yeah, but you, he's an all-powerful genie. Yes. So after I made the genie cry... After that, what happened? Well, he's obviously going to curse you. You've upset him. What? Why am I being cursed by a genie? That's the opposite. Exact opposite of what you want to happen when a genie comes out of a teapot. Exactly. I was, literally, the would you rather was going to be, you get three wishes, have at it, have whatever you want. But because you've upset this genie, he's going to curse you. Damn my luck. Damn it to hell. Not really your luck, more your attitude, Nathan. No, completely down to luck. There was nothing I could have done to change this outcome. It was the fate of the the universe. The fate of Zeus himself. I meant to say will of the universe. Fate of the universe (laughs) didn't really mean much sense there. We need to give this genie a name. Um, Balthazar. Balthazar? That's that's quite grand. Oh, I'm sorry. This This magical genie that came out of a... A teapot. He's got. A, he's, he's more down to earth than that, is he? Yeah, he's just like Jerry or something. Jerry the genie. I was trying to think of a better name than Jerry the genie, um, but I've now can't think of a single name. I mean, I, I mean, I was trying to go for like the judge sound, like because he's a genie. The judge. Yeah. Um, Jerry Graham. Graham. I know because it's a it's a G. That's how you spell genie. We're no longer being entertaining. We are now literally just discussing this. <laughs> like it. Spelled with a G, but pronounced with a J. With a J, yeah. That is very interesting. That first fact for the episode. The English language is confusing. That is the fact of the first fact of the episode. 
frankly, the man who invented it must have been drunk. Exactly. So Jerry or Jimmy or Jimmy Genie? Oh, J- okay. J- Jimmy the Genie. Jimmy the Genie. Jimmy Genieson. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I'm, I like you said. I haven't got off to a good foot with him, so we've, we haven't. We've got a very formal relationship, so I have to refer to him by his full name. Jimmy Genieson. Yeah. So he says. Uh, Instead of three wishes, I am going to put a curse upon you. I am going to curse you. And he thinks about it and he thinks, well, I've got two ideas, actually, funnily enough. I'll let you decide. I'm not a completely uh, awful person. You're the awful person for insulting me. I think, well, we've we've, we've very clearly established this by now, Kyle. I'm a terrible human being. Yeah, I I just want the viewers to get a good image of who you are and the type of person you are. Well, we painted a good image earlier when we were talking about the Doritos in my (laughs) belly. Oh, you were talking... See, you you meant chips as in the American uh, version of chips, Doritos. I I was thinking of you actually dunking, you know, fish and chip shop chips into your belly button. Either way, either way, brilliant. A bit of gravy in there and some chips, yeah. That sounds brilliant. Uh, yeah, I mean, who needs to eat for the rest of the day after you've had that slap-up meal? So he says, I'm going to put a curse upon you and I will let you choose which punishment you'd take. I will either make it so that you are tired forever for the rest of your life you will be constantly tired and sleepy and tired my eyes literally feel heavier just from hearing you say that yeah he's got sort of a hypnotic voice or you will be thirsty for the rest of your life constantly thirsty constantly wanting a drink and uh, those are your two choices nathan the genie has given you your two choices I mean, wow! I can't imagine always being tired or always wanting a drink. These are these are completely unrelatable <laughs> experiences. Yeah, you've got to you've got to open your mind um, and try and think outside the realms of realistic possibility in the world we live in. But this this is a magical curse. So this is a thirst that can never be quenched. A thirst that can never be quenched. Think that scene in Constantine where the guy's constantly drinking and it's just evaporating before it even gets to his mouth, pretty much. Um, no, I was thinking that I was still able to drink, but just I would still be thirsty. Yeah, you are. You are still able to drink. That, that was that was a very elaborate metaphor. I, otherwise, I would die. I'm imagining I'm still allowed to drink and still still physically being hydrated, but I feel thirst. Yeah, you have no satisfaction from it. You know, like when you're seriously thirsty, you've been in the desert all day digging for treasure or whatever you do, digging for more genies, and you're so thirsty you want to drink. You have that drink, that's fine. Your body feels great, but your throat is still bone dry. Itchy and scratchy. And poochy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to mention them then. <laughs> exactly. But poochy had to go away. He had to go back to his home planet. Exactly. I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> but yes, I know um, a, a thirst that can never be quenched. And what's, what's the equivalent of that phrase for tiredness? A tiredness that can never be untired. A tiredness that can never be slept upon. Yeah, that is an interesting one. A tiredness that can never be... Like, there's a phrase for, like, always feeling thirsty. As far as I'm aware, there's no phrase for always feeling tired, other than other than the phrase always feeling tired, which actually does paint the image of always being tired quite well. Mm, I don't like it. <laughs> I think we need to come up with a, our own unique phrasing. Okay. A, a, um, a, a, a sleep... That can never be satisfied? It, that's like having a bad night's sleep. 
it's like you you're still awake during all this tiredness you're just having to traverse your normal life with bags under your eyes with like a heavy head with like being blurry eyed and not really knowing what's going on in the world yawning constantly um a tired this a tiredness that can never be untired that was literally what i said five minutes ago a tiredness that can never be um oh man this is gonna be the this is gonna be the next hour of our lives kyle a tiredness that can never be woken no because i'm awake yeah that's terrible i i i'm I'm still awake i'm it's like the whole being um thirsty where even though i've have physically drunk i've physically had the effects of sleep i'm able to stay awake i'm able to 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 go to work and leave the house whenever you're allowed to um but but i feel tired um so a tiredness that can never be finished I think, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to it if we remember at the end. Uh, so anyway, back to the scenario. Which which one of these two do you think, like, living your day-to-day life, how are these going to affect you? I mean, initially, the thought of always being tired, never feeling awake, does sound, it does sound exhausting, um, funnily enough. Um, an exhaust that can never be exhausted! There you go, an exhaust that can never be exhausted. Perfect. Perfect. Makes yep. perfect sense. 100% accurate, no one can disagree with it. Anyone uh, that does, I'll punch him in the face. Bit harsh, but I, I appreciate your moxie. Um, <laughs> Who says moxie? <laughs> I say moxie. Uh, yes, so, you do. So yeah, e- even doing the smallest of tasks is going to be a chore for you now because I you're, mean, you're constantly it would be exhausted for me to do this podcast with you because i'd be constantly yawning like yeah. i'm bored of your company like i can't be bothered to talk to you like being around you is exhausting and boring and painful and oh god just yeah, inconceivable but to imagine think about that with someone you actually like Think about it's your it's yeah exactly it's your birthday your best friend has turned up they've given you a great present an amazingly funny card you read it and you you look up at them thanks with your bleary eyes your non-committal smile you know you you look like you don't give a shit of all the effort they've put into this birthday present that does sound very harsh i mean mm. it sounds exactly like you in the everyday world but <laughs> yeah, imagine but now, that times 10 now i'm now i'm showing no interest and um and complete lack of consideration because i'm tired not yeah. because i have no soul yeah not because it's, you're a massive See that there's a difference. I, I'm acting the exact same way I would normally, yeah. but I'm not committing to it as I, as I normally would. I would put energy into not yeah. giving a shit. Whereas now I can't be bothered to not give a shit. Yeah, I mean, it's... like a fight with someone, you would just back down instantly. You'd be like, "Oh, I'm too tired for this shit." I mean, yeah, no, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to have those epic street battles I'm always getting into. <laughs> exactly, those I'm rap walking, battles. I'm walking sideways down the street, punching bins and eating turkeys. Exactly. Yes, I mean, no, genuinely, always feeling tired, no matter how much sleep I've had, no matter how, mu- how much heroin I take, how much um, coffee I inject into my eyelids, yeah. it never wakes me up. No. Um, <laughs> how many hot cups of coffee I throw into my face, I never feel like i've woken up no you will constantly be sleepy that does sound like a very difficult life because it'd be very difficult to focus you wouldn't be able to um to really have a conversation with people no. i wouldn't really be able to do my job very well no. i 
wouldn't be able to um, seduce all the ladies like I, I do all, every single day. No, um, you're on a date and you're just yawning away, you know, looking at the what your watch, thinking, oh, when's bedtime? I can't even give her a sexy wink because my eyes are already closed. Yeah, they're already half-lidded. Half-lidded? Wow, we're coming up with so many amazing, useful phrases here. Whereas... Always feeling thirsty. I mean, wow, that's um, that sounds like a nightmare. Like, yeah, exactly like walking through the desert, desperately wanting a drink. But that's my life. No matter what I'm doing, um, you know, it doesn't matter. Doesn't uh, doesn't matter how much I'm drinking. It doesn't matter if I'm, you know, uh, downing a whole bottle of uh, Sunny Up or um, pouring that gravy directly into my mouth. Yeah, um, nothing is going to quench that thirst. No. It's again. It would sound. It feels like I wouldn't have much energy because even though I'm physically okay, yeah. mentally I feel like I haven't had a drink in months. So I would feel I'd be I'd be lethargic. I'd be unable to move. So really, both situations. I could couldn't go to work. I couldn't uh, charm all the ladies. I couldn't get into those epic streets street fights. No, um, exactly. And my life would be changed irreparably. Mm. Do you like how well, I, I slid in a, a smart word there, Kyle? Well, it's, it, you shouldn't have pissed off a genie. I mean, I disagree. I learned no lessons from this situation. Just as I, uh, as a matter of pride, I refuse to learn anything from any of the situations I've ever been in. Yeah, that is true. You do tend to just like go with it, and then you make a mistake again two weeks later. Yes, it's it's almost unbelievable that this has happened so often. Mm. But I mean, always feeling tired would make it impossible to function. It would make it impossible to to think, to to do my amazing performances, talking with you. I wouldn't be the same witty, charming uh, de- debonair. Is that a word? Debonair. 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 Yes, I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be the stylish debonair person. I would. Yeah, I would always look terrible. Giant, puffy, baggy eyes. I think, on reflection, I would have to go with always feeling thirsty. You would rather be thirsty all the time than be tired all the time. Than feel absolutely exhausted all the time, yeah, because it would be impossible to function. The same with being thirsty, I would have thought. That is exactly true, actually. It would be impossible to function. Either way, my life has been completely and utterly ruined, Kyle. Yeah, you know, like, when you... Even if you have, like, the smallest of a tickly throat, and you think, oh, I'll have a glass of water, that'll quench it that'll make me feel at least a tiny bit better you have a sore throat say you have a honey and lemon i'll have like a a a smooth strawberry baileys to 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 calm my throat and it just won't do anything it'll be like a balm on your throat like any kind of water even if it's just for those few seconds oh i just realized it would be really difficult for me to talk because i would feel like i haven't had a drink in ages i would feel like uh, dry. You would be very raspy. So I'd constantly, be, I'd constantly be like, yeah, raspy. Um, just like. You would sound like a very old man. Hello there, Sonny. <clears throat> I'm, I'm Nathan. I'm thirty years old. Combining that with my interests would make me seem very old. <laughs> I, I couldn't bob for apples. Even even putting my head right in that bucket with all the water wouldn't quench the thirst. No, you would still you would be extremely thirsty bobbing for apples. Oh, apples! The juiciness of an apple would do nothing for me. This bastard has ruined apples. You have a spicy curry and you think, oh, I need a glass of water. That'll quench my thirst. That'll make me make my throat feel a bit better. No, it's not going to do anything. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to wash down a curry with um with some peri peri sauce. 
I mean, I'm obviously eating the curry out of my belly. Yeah, you would rather be very thirsty all the time than be exhausted all the time. Ex- well, yeah, because that's what I was imagining. I wasn't imagining just feeling a little bit tired. I was imagining feeling that you can't keep your eyes open all the time. I think on reflection, yes. I mean, either one. This this is actually quite a tricky one. This is a nasty thing um, that Jerry, Jimmy, this is a nasty thing that, that Jimmy Jenison. Jimmy Jenison, yeah. As, uh, as inflicted upon me, but I think, oh, it's actually kind of tricky, actually. I initially went with um, thirsty, but the, the thirstiness is actually sounding worse now that I'm thinking about it. You get home from work, you're like, oh, I've had a hard day at work. I just want a nice beer. That'll that'll give me a nice feeling in my throat. Nope. I need a nice, stra- I need a nice strawberry daiquiri. You give that a swig and nothing. You get no satisfaction from that whatsoever. Your throat is still bone dry. Dust escapes your mouth. (laughs) I mean, they both sound absolutely terrible. We need to decide, though, because we need to tell the people at home what they should do when they're in this situation, when they've upset a genie. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're depending on us. Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy Jenison, um, you know, he gets around. He does get around. He's a, a sociable guy. Um, he lives in like 50 teapots around the country. He just travels teapot to teapot. Yeah. And he. He is very easy to offend. I mean, it was very easy for me to offend because my first instinct is to offend people. Oh, man! If I had a thirsty throat, I wouldn't be able to offend people. When that genie turned up, I wouldn't have been able to say, you bastard. I'd have gone... You would probably stop talking just because it would be hard to speak with a dry throat. Oh, okay. now, whereas if I was really tired all the time, I could still talk. It would just take me forever to say anything. I'd be like like an ent. You know, like when you're tired, you're sort of like you are when you're drunk because you sort of go into that stage where you're sort of a bit loopy. You're not quite with it. I think on reflection, uh, on the based entirely on the fact that I wouldn't be able to talk anymore. I'm going to go with feeling tired all the time. So I have changed your mind. You have changed my mind because I wouldn't be able to do this podcast, Carl. I wouldn't be able to go around. I wouldn't be able to live my normal life going around town singing operas in to people um howl, howling at the moon uh, screeching along with the foxes at night i wouldn't be able to do any of it and the world needs to hear my voice i mean god knows what kind of world we'd live in if they did not hear my voice you wouldn't be able to stand there hunched doubled yelling at children in the playground <laughs> exactly who's gonna tell that child that he's ugly yeah if you don't do it, no one will. Exactly. Who's going to destroy that four-year-old's life if I'm not there? Exactly. So I think, yeah, I think I think you were right. Um, being sleepy all the time, you'll be... People will refer to you as Mr. Sleep. Because then, also, I've got an excuse to be grumpy all the time. Yeah, so I, I just cannot get rid of this tiredness i'm constantly tired no what wasn't it i cannot i cannot exhaust this exhaustedness i cannot exhaust this exhaustion that's the one yeah and you've got the phrase to go with it already so (laughs) exhaustedness I mean, God, this tiredosity is terrible. Tiredosity. I mean, yeah, you would have to come up with new phrases for being tired or just your state. Uh, but yeah, you you would be in sort of like a uh, drunken slumberland for the rest of your life because you're sort of just stumbling about, half-lidded, just gazing around at all these people, like bleary-eyed. You're not really there. Yeah, it actually sounds quite nice. It sounds quite dreamy. I was going to say, I mean, when you... Yeah, now you're, you're twisting me the other 
a way, Carl. When you said I would live the rest of my life in a drunken slumberland, yeah. that is the dream, Carl. Was that, was that the phrase that's that got the you? the dream. The drunken slumberland. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that is like the adult version of uh, Disneyland. Yes. Oh, wow. Drunken slumberland. <laughs> it's a magic place. <laughs> That's the Toys R Us theme. I know, but it's the only, like, what's the, what's the, is, is there a Disneyland theme? Oh, Other than Disney know. music, there's not like a Disney song for Disneyland. You would have thought there was, I mean, I've never been to Disneyland, so I don't know. I've been to one in France. Yeah, well. Good, good reaction there, Kyle. Oh. I, I, no, I was, <laughs> I was. I like uh, all my anecdotes to go down. But yeah. Living, the... living in a state of constant drunk, of it, Living it in a drunken slumberland for the rest of your life, hmm. but it wouldn't be so like the... being it wouldn't be like being drunk. It would just it would be having the headache and the blurriness of being drunk without the um, without the added confidence. Yes, but no, I I think drunken slumberland is going to take over Disneyland instantly. <laughs> I want to open an adult theme park. Yes, water slides filled with <laughs> vodka. Oh, yeah. It's like Duffland. Not to do another Simpsons reference in one episode, but it is like Duffland. Drunken slumberland. It's just everyone there is pissed out of their heads, just stumbling again, around this theme park. It's it's enough not like Duffland that we can't be sued. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to... not gonna. No, we, we, we don't have Duffman. We have drunk dude. Yeah, like, even though we've come up with this theme park, you're extremely tired for a lot of it, so you've just been writing down all these ideas. You're like... Yeah, we should just have this guy called Drunk yeah, my, Dude. My writing is illegible. You can't yeah. make out what I'm saying at all. It's like, right, so I think we've got this guy who's just going to stumble around the park called Drunk Dude. Uh, he's just going to hit on all the women and uh, just make a scene. But he's our mascot. I've written the perfect role for myself. Yeah. Oh, you're going to play Drunk Man. It seems like the role I was born born for. Yeah, I mean, it's the only job you can get now with your sleep-deprived brain that <laughs> the genie's given you. So, yeah, you're Drunk Man. You're going to work at... You're, you're going to work at Drunken Slumberland, and that's what you're going to have to do for the rest of your life. Getting pissed will be the only way to live with this exhaustion. Yeah, it will just enhance your crazy sleepiness. The, uh, yeah, for anyone out there that can't... Any insomniacs out there. Any insomniacs that have a real problem getting up in the morning, down a pint. That's what I say. That's my advice to all you kids out there. Any, any, of, you, any of you kids struggling to get up in the morning to do your GCSEs, just swiggle a good old pint of Fosters. Not that we're uh, endorsed by any beer brand. There are lots out there that you can choose. Exactly. So many options for alcohol that you can buy from a man off the uh, that you can wander around the shops and ask someone to buy for you. <laughs> exactly. But yes, I have decided I will be tired for the rest of my life rather than feeling thirsty because at least then I can still talk. It would be a mumbled, garbled nonsense, but it would still be the words of wisdom, still be the guiding voice that this country, nay, this world needs the genie gives you your punishment um you become drunk man and he vanishes never to be seen again the teapot breaks so you can't even summon him back oh man i can't even make myself a cup of tea i mean that's the worst thing to happen to me all day yeah no you're just going to be hitting the liquor now now you're drunk man that is true now i can't but, I, but now i can't drink uh, alcohol out of a teapot to make myself look sophisticated Whenever I have a dinner party over, I have the, the wife and uh, the in-laws over. So, Dave, how, did, how is the football? 
That's just slurping from a teapot that you filled with vodka before everyone got there. And you think that makes you look sophisticated. I'm missing my mouth. It's gone the side of my face. <laughs> yeah, you're getting like half a mouth. And I forget, it's, I forget it's fake tea. Actually, no, they asked me for some tea. So I pour some tea into um, Dorothy's uh, cup. And it is just straight vodka. She thinks you've poisoned her or something. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like a brilliant dinner party. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. But you, Kyle, need to yeah. deal with your own situations. You have things in your life that have been going on for quite a while now. So you were you were at your weekly therapy session, Kyle, with mm-hmm. your reliable, intelligent therapist, um... Doctor Green. What? Dr. Green. Dr. Green? Yeah, my therapist, Dr. Green. No, 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 no. Dr. Dr. Green? That's not, a, that's not a therapist name. No, no. That was the first therapist you went to, but then you rejected rejected Dr. Green because the name wasn't good enough. No, 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 no. It, it's um Dr. Deborah Horshitis. Right. Reliable, trustworthy. You can always trust that horseshitis. Um, and so you two were really hashing it out. You were really digging deep, um, getting to the, the root of your problems. She was trying out the new revolutionary therapy technique of slapping you in the face with a fish for half an hour. And you really got to the root of your problems. You really figured out where your where your childhood traumas of being left alone with the, uh, with the frogs um, began. Left alone with the frogs. Yes. When your parents left you and your 20 siblings up to be babysat by all the frogs, and then they came home and the frogs had eaten half of your siblings. Yeah. like I, I tell people I'm an only child, but I wasn't originally. No, no, the frogs got them. And uh, you've repressed that memory for a long time. But um, but no, it's all okay now. I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it was all okay. You forgave your parents. They bought you an ice cream. It was fine. But there was still a little bit of trauma there for you to deal with, with, um, with uh, Deborah Horshitisness. So you've really gotten to the root of your problems, and she has—you've really turned turned um, a corner. I was going to say turned an end. <laughs> Didn't make sense. You've really turned a corner here, and now you're you're going to change. You are going to be hypnotized and pick a path to go down. So the healthy options for you, the two options your therapists give you, are to be in a constant state of absolute fury and anger for the rest of your life, or to always, always be happy no matter what is happening for the rest of your life. So we're saying closest person to me in the world gets blown up. I'm still super happy. Yeah, when when the uh, when when the when the Donkonians come and attack your family and uh, shoot your shoot shoot your partner, um, when they blow them up in front of you, you have to be laughing along with them, singing and dancing. Whereas when you're um, proposing. When you're proposing to one of the 50 um, women you've got on the side, and when you're proposing to every single one of them, just send them out a mass, a mass proposal. You're a lazy bastard. You can't be able to do it 50 times. So you just do a video recording of yourself. Um, but anyway... Um, I think you've lost lost track of what you were at the point you were actually making was. You've just you tried to go off on some tangent and then you I don't know where you went with that. And then you didn't even say anything, Kyle. I distracted myself halfway through my own point. I was just listening to this ramblingness. You wanted to start with one thing and then you were like, right, this will be the point I'm making, and then oh, I'll move on to this. Well, and then I'm a drunken zombiac, Kyle. What are you expecting from me? I no, I wasn't expecting anything. I know how this works. I know how off the rails you get. No. When when you are proposing to the love of your life, you have to do it screaming with pure furious, furious anger. 
Yeah. So you have to pick one of these emotions to live in the rest of your life, no matter what's going on, no matter what happens in your life, no matter what you want to happen, what you want to feel, that is what you have to feel. Either happiness or anger. And it's constant. So I'm at my... Constant. And it con- when I say happiness, I mean pure, unadulterated... Blissful joy. Yes. So I'm at my daughter's wedding. It's the best day of my life. She's finally gotten with Chad, the most handsome guy on the block. And you, you, sold, her for, you sold her for that land that Chad gave you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the most wonderful guy ever. And uh, he's got lots of money. And they're getting married. And oh, a, a, a tear would usually fall from my eye. I would be so happy. She asked you to for the daddy daughter to dance exactly but all the way through that i am seething i am absolutely pissed when you grab your daughter you're gripping her so tight and you're basically throwing her around the room that they're playing some like nice slow romantic music but you're dancing like it's rage against the machine exactly i'm yeah i'm moshing to try and get this anger out but it'll (laughs) never leave yeah, so instead of shedding a tear at the wedding, I am just sitting there, my face red, shaking with furious anger. How dare this man marry my daughter? How dare my daughter marry this man? I am pissed. You're like, I'm so happy! I'm so proud of you, princess! Wouldn't that just be craziness? Like, I'm happy for you, but I'm going to scream it at your face. Yeah, I, but exactly. Exactly, it would be exactly like craziness, Carl. So, so is it that I'm angry all the time, or is it that I appear angry all the time? It's that you can only express your feelings through anger. Oh, I see. So, I am really happy, and I am joyous at this joyous occasion. That doesn't make sense. I am happy at this joyous occasion, but you are happy. No, no, no. Let let me rephrase it for you, Carl. For you know, be a bit more um, eloquent. You're you're happy at this happy occasion. There you go. Much better. I'm happy at this happy occasion, but I can only express it through screaming and anger and very violent tendencies. Yes. Like when you raise the glass to make a toast, you actually smash the glass into the ground. Yeah. I'm so happy for my daughter. I'm so glad she's marrying Chad. Oh, wonderful <laughs> Chad. Isn't he great? Uh, oh, in my see, head. You've added, you've, you've added an extra twist of sarcastic anger. So you're, yeah. you're interpreting, that's all the different interpretations, the rainbow, it's the, it's the rainbow of anger. Yeah, that's the thing, with my anger, I'm very sarcastic when I'm angry, so I'll, I'm genuinely pleased and happy for everyone. Please invite me to this wedding, Carl, I need to see this. <laughs> I, I will have to, I will have to make a scene and a speech. Um, like, do I realise I'm doing this? Would I be able to suppress it because i'm like oh i know that i appear angry you cannot suppress it It, this is um i am i am i am acting as if i would usually act i am being hypnotized by the the rhythm of the slapping fish um you are now completely committed to this life so i think i think in my head that i'm giving this beautiful heart-wrenching speech to my daughter and her partner but really i am just screaming at them i'm still saying how happy i am for them but i am screaming at them i throw a glass at the waiter's head. Um, it's, the, it's the end of the wedding night and you're dancing with your wife and you're screaming, hi, hi, time Like getting someone to... Shaking her in front of you while you're doing it. This is my wife, you said. Oh, yeah, I assume to have a daughter, you've had a wife. Well, you've had 50, remember? Yeah, this, so this, is your 50, this is your 50th daughter's wedding this year. Yeah. So I've managed to get 
get a wife, even though I'm in this incredible... Like, what did they see in me in the first place? Or did we get married before oh. I got this hypnotism? No, no, it's, it's after. It was, um, I mean, it's your amazing, um, un, un, um, unavoidably irresistible good looks, Carl. Oh, well, that's a given. Okay, I, I, can, yeah. I can buy into this story now. So... When you go for a first date and you're smashing the plate in her face and she's, she, she finds it charming because of your attractiveness. Yeah, it's like going on a date with Gordon Ramsay or something. <laughs> You call her, you call her a muppet. You put her face between two two pieces of bread. A side salad does not come with chips. Get your hands off of my plate, you silly bitch. <laughs> Oh, it's the most romantic scene I can imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it works. I, I'm angry, but I can get a partner. You're making it work. Yes. I mean, you're British, Kyle, so you're used to living your life in a pure pure state of sarcastic anger. Yeah. It kind of... Yeah, it's not too different. You, you, you're, you're able to fold it into your natural lifestyle pretty well, to be honest. Yeah. So, the other scenario, they make me completely happy all the time. Completely joyous, ecstatic, basically... Yeah ready to burst into song and dance at any scenario. Yeah, so I'm at a funeral, I'm singing and dancing, tap dancing away, having the time of my life. You're at a kitten's funeral. A, yep. um, a kitten orphanage was, was crushed by a meteor and yeah. um, you're just dancing on all their little kitten graves. Yeah, singing a song of joy. Isn't life wonderful? Isn't it great? <laughs> Isn't life wonderful? No, but again, you think you're giving like this beautiful eulogy. Um, so it's like, um, this is such a sad occasion. Yeah, I th- in my head, I'm saying, uh, and poor Mittens was taken sadly from us today. Uh, and I wipe a tear from my eye. My heart is breaking inside. So are the words I'm singing uh, sad, but. I'm still singing and dancing with a grin on my face. Exactly. Yeah. Like the anger, the words you're saying are the are the good words, but you're saying it in fury. Now you're saying the sad words for happiness. Basically, it's like your brain is broken, Carl, and you can't figure out how to express your emotions correctly. It's like if your parents played a terrible practical joke on you growing up and said every happy thing to you in an angry tone and every <laughs> angry tone to you in a happy tone. But with these, I am just constantly angry tone or constantly happy tone exactly so you can still be genuinely angry saying angry things in an angry tone but you also have to say um happy things in an angry tone you have to say sexy things in an angry tone so i'm um i've got a big grin on my face i'm laughing away dancing away and saying i hate you so much you were a bitch yeah. to me. Why did you do that horrible thing? Yeah, exactly. When your when your divorce lawyer turns out to be sleeping with your wife, you're, you're saying, "You bastard! You terrible, terrible bastard!" Just jazz jazz handing in his face. You can't even punch him. No, no, I would hug him. I would think I was punching him, but I would be giving him an embrace, and this would be very confusing to him. You're giving him the the the, the most. Um, rigorous handshake in the history of the world yeah (laughs) like you know the handshake where you're shaking the hand you're also patting them on the back you're also like giving them the thumbs up and a grin and a wink how many hands do you have (laughs) you're patting them on the back with your toe while giving them a thumbs up no i pat him on the back then give him a thumbs up and yeah and yeah oh yeah you're definitely winking at them you're definitely gleaming at you're, you're looking at them from the side so you're like you're winking at them from the from the side a glint in your eyes yeah every time i smile there's like a ding from my teeth exactly yes that's how therapy works 
Yeah, this therapist is amazing. Miracle worker. I think I think I'm going to look on the positive and go for be happy all the time because I think um, although it would annoy a lot of people. I mean, again, remember we're in Britain, so imagine how how much everyone will hate you because you're not you're now happy about everything. The terrible weather. Yeah. Oh, someone else said, "Oh, it's raining today. It's bloody horrible." Yes, it is. It is terrible. <laughs> All the motorways blocked up again. I don't know why uh, becoming super happy has just turned me into a singer. I mean, yeah, it's the first thing is what I thought as well. Now, because we're never wrong, Kyle, this is absolutely what would happen. So if you're happy, you will sing. Fact number two of the episode. If you're happy, you will sing. And you'll, and you'll clap your hands. You'll clap your hands, do jazz hands, uh, start tap dancing. You don't even know how to tap dance. but And you, and you get really frustrated about your lack of skill at tap dancing but you keep on doing it damn i hate this damn it's crap <laughs> my life is awful why can't i be angry I have no talent <laughs> um and i have a gun please i want to <laughs> shoot myself <laughs> they found him hanging from the chandelier a grin on his face <laughs> Oh. oh that sounds like that sounds like the beginning of a um of a murder mystery like the guy hung himself but had a big grin on his face so yeah i'm gonna go for being happy all the time just because i think being angry all the time will just make eventually will make everyone leave me and everyone abandon me but just because they can't put up with it yeah that's true that you're you're amazing incredibly unbelievably good looks will only last you so long Carl. yeah yeah they will they will last me like the first few years of marriage and then like all the anger and bitterness that is coming across even though i'm giving them you know uh, loving comments telling them how beautiful they are i'm uh shouting it in their face you're, buy- you're buying her jewelry but you're breaking the jewelry apart in your hands as you throw it in her lap yeah or i'm strangling her with the necklace i just bought her <laughs> you know i don't mean to do these things you know i proposed to her and break her finger whilst putting the ring on <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I I just think eventually people are going to get tired of this. I mean, that's actually probably actually not, not, forget even your amazing good looks. It's probably just the pure terror of rejecting you <laughs> is what made this woman marry. <laughs> oh my God! Imagine your wedding. Did you take this woman to be your wife? I say, yeah, I do. Do you? And I raise a fist threateningly towards her. Oh, to the priest. You say, and to like, the priest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. What's it to you? Mind <laughs> she, your own bloody business. And she bloody better too. You do, don't you? And then... Oh, just a beautiful scene, Carl. It brings yeah. tears to the eyes. So no, instead of becoming that horrible, horrible monster that we've invented, I'm going to become Mr. Happy and just be super happy, no matter what the awful situation. Like, the world's ending, everyone's dead, but I'm I mean, still singing yeah, and dancing. Yeah, imagine the worst scenario you can. Like, there's a giant pandemic running around the world and everyone has to stay home for months and months on end. Exactly. You'd be dancing and singing all over the place. And yeah. driving people crazy with your cheerfulness yeah i would be posting youtube videos of me just singing dancing saying how great the world is and people would be so confused and just that you know just need to look across the rainbow and wait for that pot of gold exactly uh so yeah i'm gonna be mr happy you're gonna be mr sleepy we've both become mr men 
Mr. Sleepy, exactly. We've become Mr. Men. But we're like adult Mr. Men. You're um you're Mr. Happy no matter what, no matter how much depressing shit is going on. Whereas I'm I'm Mr. Sleepy drunk Lardos man. You work at Drunken Slumberland now. Exactly. And I don't I don't even get paid, I just get paid in alcohol. I could probably get a job at Drunken Slumberland now though, being so happy. You probably could actually oh yeah, yeah, because drunk happiness. Non-stop happiness is annoying. But if it's drunk happiness, there's um yeah, like if if people are drunk and there's someone really happy wandering around, do they get annoyed at that or do they find that endearing? I would say endearing. Yeah, it enhances their drunkenness. Exactly. In normal life, someone being constantly ha- in normal life in Britain, someone being constantly happy would be quite annoying. But in um in a drunk world, everyone quite enjoys it. So there you go. Uh, we have both become Mister Men, and Nathan is now the. I mean, I mean Nathan's now the owner of Drunken Slumberland, and I'm going to go work there as i guess an entertainer for the drunken people um and those are the correct answers for this episode uh so if you disagree with anything we said today then let us know in the comments and if you enjoyed this episode then please follow and subscribe to the podcast on patreon and look at the appointment with carl's therapist because you clearly need therapy <laughs> exactly uh you can find that on patreon.com slash if you had to though where you can find all the newest episodes with more being posted up all the time and it will help us out a lot if you do uh you can follow me on twitter at carl Kyle M. Bennett. That's Kyle underscore M underscore Bennett with two N's and two T's. And you can follow me at N Vosniak Art, which is N for my name, which is Nathan, and W O Z N I A K and then Art, which is the word Art. Which, if you don't know how to spell that, I mean, just um, just just take a good look inside and, and figure it out. Or Google it. Or Google it. I mean, if you can't, if you don't know how to spell it, how you could do one of those um, Alexa things. Yes, exactly. Or other 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 speaking robots do exist. Yeah, Alexa, how do you spell art? <laughs> And then Alexa just insults you for the next half hour. So, yes, I think we have done a great service here, Carl. And we have both become Mr. Men. (laughs) We have both become Mr. Men characters. I think we have done good work here. (laughs) Nathan's now manager of Drunken Slumberland, and I am... CEO, thank you very much. Your CEO. Is that better than manager? I think so. I think it's better. I think it, I think it goes supervisor, manager, CEO, grand chancellor, um, big important, smart, handsome dude, and um, and Jeff. Jeff. Je- Jeff's above the president. Is he that super happy guy? I'm going to take over from Jeff. Ah, oh, you can't put Jeff out of work. The thing is, he'll still be he'll still be happy. He'll be like, my livelihood is gone. I can't feed my children. <laughs> he went to the same therapist I did. <laughs> exactly. She's doing great work. She really is. Yeah, she is healing the world one person at a time. Now you're no longer confused about your feelings, Kyle. You're now stuck in one feeling for the rest of your life. All I know is happiness. And all I know is tiredness. This has been If You Had To, though. I've been Kyle. (laughs) I've been Nathan.